You're about to listen to a previously recorded podcast valued by growth junkies everywhere. Enjoy. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are the four dimensions of human health. This is where growth happens, and it's addicting. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. Well, hey there, Growth Junkies. Good to be with you again today on our podcast. We are excited to talk to you about another subject from our book called The Four Dimensions of Human Health. And I'm joined today by my co-host, Ben Boast. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back here again. Great to be back here. We are actually coming to you from our own headquarters here in Boise, Idaho. And we've started to record in our own little studio here. And so it's kind of fun to talk to you guys from our own base here. So we want to talk about goals today, and um, when I mentioned to Ben we were going to do this subject, um, I saw his face fall a little bit. I was like, I should stay home sick. (laughs) (laughs) Tell the growth junkies, Ben, why you weren't excited about goals. It's pretty simple, because I hate them. You hate them. I hate goals. Ben hates goals. I can't like goals. <laughs> so it's going to be an interesting conversation today with a guy who likes goals and a guy who doesn't. Well, it's like, how can you actually be a growth junkie and hate goals? Yeah, it is a bit strange. Some people, or how could you be interested in personal development or leadership development or organizational development and hate goals? Yeah, it is a good question. So maybe you should answer that question. Ben, tell us, why do you hate goals so much? Well, this, I mean, this is almost like going into a therapy session. <laughs> if we start, if we start unpacking this, give us a short one. The, I mean, I don't know. The, the short of it would probably be: um, I hate goals because they feel forced. Mm. And Tell us why. What uh, do you mean forced? Like I, in my experience in the past, and see, this is the weird part about it because I was a professional athlete, right? And so when you when you are, it's like you don't accomplish what you're trying to do if you're not setting goals. But the reality is um, they felt forced to me a lot of times. Like the, the idea of going, I'm going to at the beginning of the year write down 12 things I'm going to accomplish. And at the end of the year, you have a box. You either did it or you didn't. Well, what I started to discover in my own life is those things would change midstream hmm. in living out life or doing what I was doing in life. And, and that became really frustrating for me. Um, to try to figure out how to interact with this supposed standard that I had set mm-hmm. of something, some box I need to check. And, and that became difficult because it was always changing. It was very fluid for me. So I do, I don't want to mislead people. I, I do set goals, but the reality is it tends to be very fluid if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, you know, goals can change, goals and move. And what I'm hearing you saying is that the stress of trying to achieve them, you know, can also wear you out. And the fact that they're always changing. So, but here's the question I have. Uh, You know, goals can be frustrating and it's different for everybody, but does it mean we shouldn't have them? You would say no, right? We still should have goals. Yeah, and there's, uh, I think we're going to talk about different types of goals, but like, one of the other frustrating things that happened for me is, is the fixed goals because of the fluidity, when it would change, I would almost always feel like I was set up for failure. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to set these things because it just sets me up for failure. Now, the other side of it is I set a lot of short goals in real time. And, and I did a lot of this practicing as an athlete. You know, my, my sport was golf. It was like being on a putting green and going, I want to make, 30 putts in a row from six feet before I go home and I'm not leaving till I do. Well, that's setting a goal. Sure. But it's in real time. It's right in front of me. 
and it was different. That felt different to me. Um, I guess it's more conceptually certain types of goals and the way people interact with them. Well, and part of, <laughs> part of it too, I think, with goals is the sense that is it so bad if you don't achieve them? So, like, honestly, if you if you get to the end and you I didn't fully accomplish my goal. Is the real issue that you didn't accomplish the goal or maybe you got something good done anyway? I feel like without goals, you're not really going to go anywhere. So you might as well go somewhere, even if you can't go everywhere. Is that confusing? No, no, (laughs) this is, and this is absolutely true because in many of my coaching conversations with people, I ask them a specific question that deals with the end goal and it's, really important and implicit that you have that in your life Mm -hmm. because the reality is that you have to be able to know where you're going. It's hard to chart the course or strategically set out to do anything if if you don't know where you want to end up or what you want to become. So yeah, you have to have it. Um, I just didn't like it in the past. (laughs) And that's okay. You're just being honest. And I think a lot of us struggle with it. Goals are interesting, but we did choose to put them In our four dimensions of human health, in section number four, part three. So we did talk about it. And the reason we talked about it is because goals do matter. Let me, if I will, kind of make a case here. So here's my example. There is a company, uh, DuPont, which you probably heard of. Very large company. And they had a goal. They had an actual written goal for the company. It was company-wide for zero accidents. Now, here's maybe the problem with that. What are the chances in a company that large that you can ever achieve zero accidents? Probably minimal, if any at all. So some would say that's a dumb goal because you're saying you're trying to pursue something that's not even achievable. You know what I mean? But here's the point. DuPont set this purposeful goal for zero accidents and they never hit it. They never did reach that goal, yeah, I can but that was hard. their accident rate did decrease and it was significantly lower than other comparative companies. Mm-hmm. So in the end, they still won. In the end, they accomplished something because by setting a goal for zero accidents, they had less. Mm. So that makes the case that it's good to set goals. Even if you can't achieve that goal, it will still get you down the road toward doing so. So there's success to be had, improvement to be made in just setting goals. You know what goals do? They get you off your duff. They get you moving, <laughs> right? Yeah. They get you going. They get you to take action because without goals, you're not going to do anything. Right. Goals motivate because at least with a goal, you say, I got to do something about that. Like yeah. if I'm going to achieve that goal, I got to move. So if you start at the beginning of the year and you're a one out of 10 on your goal and the end of the year, you're an eight, mm-hmm. then at least you went up seven spaces, you didn't get the 10, you didn't fully achieve it, but you did make improvement. You did accomplish something. Yeah. And so to be fair, cause I'm sure there's growth junkies out there that are <clears throat> a little bit like me, mm-hmm. much of my distaste for go- goals early on comes from more of a perfectionistic streak in me of just, it's mm. either failure or success, right. right? One or the other, What you just described is a bit of a progression right? There's a reality that the goal that you set can produce something good in your life or help you make progress, even if you can't check the box that I did it. Right. So I was a little black and white 
pretty early on. And, yeah, binary and, thinking is and what that it, is. Yeah, and if it was checking the box and the box wasn't checked, you failed. Mm-hmm. That's why you need to have a scale. And that's why oftentimes when you set goals, the encouragement is to do like a ranking, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10 or even 1 to 100, mm-hmm. because it's not binary. It's not like either you achieved it or you totally failed. Right. And that's the problem, perhaps. If we look at goals and frame them in terms of you either achieve it or you don't, well, then, then I can see why you get frustrated and goals would be, you know, not healthy to set. But instead, if you created a range in which you said, well, I'm a one right now. And if mm-hmm. I got to a seven, I'd be pretty satisfied with that. That's still progress. Mm-hmm. That's still improvement. So change your frame of thinking when it comes to goal setting to more of a nuanced uh, reference point where it's like I'm, I'm, I'm progressing from a two to a three to a four to a five and I'm getting better at achieving this. I may never fully get there, but at least I, I've moved forward. And that's a better way of looking at goals. It's interesting. It was Jack Welch, the famous businessman who ran, I think, as the chairman and CEO of um, GE for many, many years. He said, by reaching for what appears to be the impossible, we often actually do the impossible. And even when we do not quite make it, we inevitably wind up doing much better than we would have done. Mm-hmm. And that's brilliant right there. I mean, there's this, this lofty business guy who knows what he's talking about, who says what we're talking about right here. You might as well set goals because even if you don't achieve them, you will have done better anyway. Yeah. And I, I think for me, when I look at the paragraphs we wrote uh, in the four dimensions of human health on this topic, it could be possible, though, that people gravitate toward different things that they experience with goals that make more sense to them, mm-hmm. right? And the idea, it's like in the third paragraph down at the top, it says, through the process of reaching your goals, you learn things about yourself and begin to understand yourself at deeper levels. Mm. Now, I would say that I have a goal to do that in life in general, right? I really resonate with that statement, but it doesn't feel like box checking to me, you know? Right. And so I, I think what I'm discovering here today for myself is I think I needed, I needed the growth junkies when I was 16, is <laughs> probably what I needed. Where were we when you I were 16? I was 16. Oh. <laughs> but we're here now, so if we you're are. 16 and listening, we're here for you. And you can always grow and learn to appreciate things right. that you maybe uh, out of the gate don't appreciate. Right, <laughs> right. Anyway. So I, you know, that's good. I, I, I think I look at goals this way, Ben. I look at them sort of like um, ships on a course, charting a course. It's like just heading the right direction. A goal is simply a directionality thing. Mm. It sets you in a way you want to be moving forward. Sure. Even though you might not, not arrive at your destination or not arrive for years and years and years, at least you're going the right way. And I think there's something that's good about that. And mm-hmm. so in many ways, of it's course. just charting the correct course for whatever you want to accomplish, personally, professionally, spiritually, whatever the category might be. But you got, you got to have goals because if you're not charting a course somewhere, you're not going anywhere. It's like Zig Ziglar said, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. So talk to me about these people then. <laughs> uh-huh. There are these weird people out there. I've been around them who they set their goals and their goals are like, if they can't check the box, like it's a big deal to be able to check it. Right. 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 It is. It is the thing. It makes them feel like it's super rewarding. And if it doesn't happen, yeah. then, then something's lacking or something's missing. So talk right. to me, because there are these people out there like this, right? Well, I'm, I'm one of them. I think I might be. <laughs> I, I would call these goal-oriented people. Uh-huh. And so a lot of, there, there's, this goes back to Enneagram stuff. I mean, the way that you're wired. Right. And certain personality types feel like they need to be productive. So the Enneagram 3, 
Yes. The achiever. Yes. And that's me, by the way. <laughs> I'm an Enneagram three. And so I would be an achiever. And so I take great delight and satisfaction in having accomplished something every day. And I'm very much about mm. checking the boxes and feeling like, you know, I, I did this today or I did this last month. I did this this year. So I tend to be very goal oriented because not only because it helps me focus, but also because it brings great relief and satisfaction and fulfillment when I achieve mm. them. Okay. So this is coming to me on the spot. All right. This is the download, right? Something <laughs> very insightful. So here it comes. Specific goals and general goals. Right. Because I'm the same way. I, I want to feel like I get something done. I want things to feel rewarding in the general sense. Mm. When I look at the whole, mm-hmm. when I look at the base of what I've done on any given day, I want to feel like it was productive. Yeah. Now, is it I go back to my list and I've checked it out and I've cleaned out my inbox? I mean, the reality is you know what my inbox looks like. <laughs> I do. I have 27,000 emails in my inbox because yeah. I don't ever delete anything. Right. Um, my, my cyber footprint is really big, I guess. <laughs> But I do have a desire for the general sense of reward that comes from accomplishing something. Yeah. Or maybe other people have a specific yeah. sense. They, it's just more rewarding to them when they can say, I set this today. I did it. Check. Yeah. Done. It's like, um, so like take another analogy, the football field. So we, t- we talk about moving the football. Yeah. So like on any given day, I want to feel like I move the football, you know, 10 yards. I want a first down. So for me, this is what 10 yards looks like. I have to accomplish so-and-so. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And if I do this, then I get 10 yards, I got a first down. Whereas other folks might say, I don't measure it by, by downs and yards. I just want to feel like I move the football. Yeah. As long as I move the football in some form or fashion, I'm satisfied. It's moving in the right direction. I'm good. Yeah. If you're scoring touchdowns yeah. and you score more touchdowns than the other team, guess what? You win. That's right. It doesn't matter every play you ran or if you did it all perfectly. Yeah. You still scored touchdowns. You scored put a bunch of points on the board and you win. Right. So specific uh, goals would be the, the person that needs to get two yards on this play. Yeah. I need three yards on this play. The general will be like, I just want to get a touchdown. And if it takes me, you know, days or weeks or months to do that, that's fine. I'm going to get the touchdown. I just want to feel like I'm moving towards the end zone. Mm-hmm. Whether I get three yards or five yards or 10 yards is no consequence. Yeah. So I think there's different ways of skin in the proverbial cat. You of know what course. I mean? You just, you do it the way that works for you. So the, here's the key. Goal setting is different for everybody. For some, it's general, some it's specific, but nonetheless, goal setting is important. So I keep thinking of the story of um, President Kennedy. President Kennedy set a goal in the 1960s to reach the moon. And I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but the technology did not exist at the time to do so. Ah, so it, this is about vision as well. The idea of setting a goal, we're going to do this, we're going to go to the moon, Mm -hmm. but right now we have no means to do it, is a bit crazy. There's a bit of a a (laughs) stretchiness to that, (laughs) which is like, I'm going to attempt something that's so big and so beyond me right now, there's no way I could achieve it today. Oh, there's no way we could achieve it today. And that's why for some people, goals are about doing what's beyond ourselves. Mm -hmm. So there's this term stretch goals that we use a lot. I think Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before. Right. Goals that stretch you are goals that push you beyond your normal, everyday, present ability and experience. Mm -hmm. It's something that something has to change in your life. Something has to grow in order to achieve it. And so the whole goal of a stretch goal is not necessarily to accomplish that or even in your lifetime, but to move toward it. Mm -hmm. 
So even with John Kennedy, you know, president making that statement, we're going to reach the moon, whether it was done in his lifetime or not was not the issue. It was the fact that someday we're going to do it. Yeah. So we better start working on the technology today to begin to move that direction. Mm. So that's the essence of a goal is to get you moving, to get you progressing, to get you accomplishing something more tomorrow than you've done today. So don't get hung up on checking the box. The purpose of goal setting is to move you towards health and growth and success mm-hmm. and fulfillment. That's the value of goals. And I think to add into what you're saying, because um, when I get to a certain point in my work with clients and coaching and we're using the four dimensions, I just allow them to pick the sessions they want to go through and discuss. So I have people pick this session mm-hmm. on, a, on a regular basis from yeah. time to time. And so in those discussions, you learn things. And the one thing that I've learned uh, more than anything that has been helpful, it seems, is this idea of balance as well. Yeah. Like to hold, hold our goals in a balance with everything else that's going on. Now, like we've said to folks uh, in the past on this podcast, that we have a framework and a worldview where we come as followers of Jesus, um, and we look at those things. Now, if you're a believer in Jesus, you realize there's a Holy Spirit who's at work in your life. Mm. And sometimes God might have a different idea about the direction or things you need to be doing than you might have yourself. Right. So this idea of balance is the, a, a little bit of flexibility, uh, maybe a lot of flexibility in how you hold your goals, especially if you're a follower of Jesus. Does the Spirit or does God have the ability to change your goals for you? <laughs> yeah. Potentially. Are we giving him, mm-hmm. are we bringing it in front of him mm-hmm. and saying, here's what I'm setting out to do. If you got anything to say about it, make it known. Help, yeah. Help me, guide me, give me wisdom. Direction. Absolutely. Right. And I'd say even other people in my life are instrumental in, in sure. my goals. And, and, and here's something we do with our clients. When we talk to people, we say, um, you should revisit your goals regularly. Because they might change. Mm-hmm. They, might, they might change, and that's okay. It's not like you're married to the goals, that once you set them, you're, you're, you're frozen until you hit those goals and you can't make any other ones. Right. The fact is, they do change. They do adapt. Some fall off, some jump on, and it's good to revisit your goals on a regular basis. But the goal of goals is simply this. We've talked about the nature of character many times over on this mm-hmm. podcast. Right. Character is, is a set of capacities or abilities to meet the demands of reality. So your capacities or your abilities have to grow to meet the growing demands of reality in your life. So how do you grow your capacity? This is one way you do that. Right. Setting goals is a way to purposefully, strategically expand and grow your capacity or your ability to be able to meet the demands on your life. So that's why you set goals, because if you don't, you're not going to grow. You're not going to be able to meet demands, because here's the thing we learn about life. Life just gets more complicated. Mm-hmm. Life oftentimes gets harder, and right now, I think we, it's bearing out. That's true. We live in a very complicated world, and I feel like you have to nuance everything and learn how to posture toward everything, and there's so much to process, and it's so confusing, and it only gets more so as you get older. So you've got to match that challenge with the ability, mm-hmm. the capacity to stand up and be able to process life. And so goal setting is about stretching your character Mm -hmm. so that you can be able to withstand the pressures of life that come upon you. And also to even create some context for our listeners as well, for those who use the four dimensions and and, kind of go through these, listening to them and looking at the sessions in the Mm -hmm. book, 
uh, we put goals under strength, loving God with your strength, because the translation of that word strength is really power and influence. Yeah. One of the things that I appreciate about goals that, that, help, that helps me do is to harness power, to harness my, uh, uh, my skills and talents and abilities that are, that are really a power that we have, mm-hmm. and then to focus my influence, right? To be able to develop my influence. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's under this category is because to love God with your strength is to love him with your power and influence. That's right. The things that move out into the world. It gives goals give us the ability to develop our influence and to learn and use our skill sets in a powerful way. Goals help us do that. Absolutely, to leverage your influence in right. the world. So I love that. So let's talk a little bit about specific steps you can take to create goals. Mm-hmm. Let's just say we all agree goals are important. Okay. All right, all right. So Ben, you're going to have to <laughs> tolerate this part. But there are a few steps we want to give you that you can take to start working on your goals Uh, Number one, if you're taking notes, write this stuff down. Number one, think about something you desire in this life and hope to achieve personally or professionally within the next year. And the reason I say within the next year is because goals have to have a timeliness to them. Mm -hmm. They can't be open-ended. You've got to be able to measure them and you measure them with time. And so uh, choose, and I would say up to three. You know, it's just overwhelming. The human brain can't handle more than that. Just just choose three, three things you want to accomplish this year in your life, either personally or professionally. And if you're a spiritual person, you could have a spiritual one as well. But choose three. What are three things, and think about it, that you really want to stretch and accomplish in one of those veins of your life? Secondly, write it down. And then narrow it down to one sentence. Do I have to? Yeah, you got to write it down. And maybe, you know, it's just a bunch of words. Come on. It's <laughs> <laughs> key ideas. Just jot down <laughs> concepts, phrases, whatever. But whittle it down and create one sentence. My goal is to do what? And, you know, by December, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But have one sentence. And so that's number two. Number three, on a scale of one to 10, start with a scale of one to 10. We talked about nuancing it. Assign a number to where you are now toward achieving that goal. Chances are, if you're setting a goal, you should only be at a one or a two right now. Mm. Otherwise, if you're at eight already, it's not much of a goal. Mm -hmm. It needs to stretch you. So something you say, I want to really develop and be good at, I want to accomplish, but I'm not really accomplished at it yet, but I want to be better at this. So let's say it's like learning to speak, you know, German. You want to learn a new language or something. So you say, okay, my goal is to learn a cursory use of German in the next year. And right now I'm at zero. Like I know zero German whatsoever. (laughs) But if I'm at a six or a seven with basic German by the end of the Mm -hmm. year, I'm going to be really satisfied. I'm going to be really accomplished. So, So choose something you want to do this year. Write it down in one sentence and then start with a scale. Assign a number to it right now. And if you're an eight and you think it's a necessity to be a 10, you might be a perfectionist. That might be a sign. And need some help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at a 9. I'm going to go by 9.1, 9.2. You, know. <laughs> you can do it that no, way. No, no, no. Right? <laughs> These goals, you got to start low. It's got to be a goal you're like, I am not there yet. I'm just not there. Otherwise, there's no stretching attached to it. Oh, this is great. Number four, create a plan for achieving those goals with action steps. So it's going to be like, how am I going to do it? So how am I going to actually accomplish that this year? So if it's to learn German, you're going to say, I'm going to download a language app 
And every day I'm going to spend five minutes on the app and I'm going to practice. And there might be, do I need someone to help me? Yeah. Maybe I need to get a tutor. You know what I mean? And I'm going to meet with a tutor once a week for an hour. But you've got to actually tell yourself and create a plan. Otherwise, if there's no plan, you're not going to get to it. A lot of people ask me, when I set like New Year's goals, one of the reasons people hate New Year's goals is because they have no plan to achieve it. I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year, but they have no action steps. Yeah, they do. They go pay for a gym membership. But they never use it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So you're going to get frustrated with your goals if you set goals and you never create a plan to actually achieve it. So have an action plan. What are you actually going to do? What are the steps you're going to take to accomplish your goal? Number five, last step, track your progress on a weekly or monthly basis or both. Track it. Hold yourself accountable. Get someone else to hold you accountable. And here's what you should be seeing. If you're a one this month, next month, you should be a one and a half or a two. Mm-hmm. And the next month, you got to be a three. You should be seeing monthly progress. There might be a time you go backwards or make no progress. Then you redouble your efforts and make sure you're a four the next month. Yeah. But the point is you need to measure your growth towards your goal. So those are the five things. Think about the things you want to do this year. Set three goals. Number two, write it down in a single sentence. Number three, scale it. Assign a number to it at where you're achieving that goal right now. Number four, make a plan with actual steps. Number five, track your progress. And I want to add on to this just a little bit from the perspective of make sure the goal's attainable. Because this is just a funny story. I mentioned that golf is a significant part of my background, and there was a period of time where I taught golf as well. Every once in a while, some old guy would come rolling in on the lesson tee who's pretty good, and he would tell me, my goal is to play on the Champions Tour. (laughs) Like to go play and in my head watching his skill set, I'm like, nope, there's just no way. Like (laughs) it's not going to happen. Right. It's, it would be similar to like telling me that I'm going to play in the NBA. Like it's just never going to happen. Or me saying, I'm going to look like Brad Pitt by the end of the year. That That that, might not be attainable. We would have to buy you a wig. (laughs) Because your hair is dark. It's, that wouldn't happen either. I mean, I know I'm close. Hair. I might be an eight on that scale right now. <laughs> but but the reality is that, that's true. It has to be realistic. Yes. So there are, there are dreams and there are goals. Right. They're not the same thing. <laughs> okay? Dreams are things that may never come true and they might be impossible. Okay? Goals are never impossible. They might be hard. <laughs> you know, they might feel difficult. They might feel out of reach, but they're never impossible. Yeah, okay. right. So a goal needs to be possible. Yes. Very good. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're and welcome. And then here is the benefits. Why should you set goals? Ben, this is for you. There are benefits to setting goals, and here's what they are. I got four of them for you. Are you ready? I am. Number one, you will understand, understand yourself at deeper levels. Hey, I said that earlier. You'll have greater a personal awareness when you know what you're about and what you're after, Fantastic. right? Fantastic, yes. So you didn't realize it, but you, you're a believer in goals after all, <laughs> right? You are. Because, in the general sense. Well, because you're into growth. Right. Anybody that's into growing is into yes. goals because goals are a big part of growing. True. And when you set goals for yourself, not only will you move yourself forward to accomplishing and succeeding, you will learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize I wanted this so badly. I didn't realize I was really about this until I set a goal to achieve it. Sometimes you don't know. Like, there are people who, who pursue things in their lives they never would have pursued unless they had set the goal to do so. Yeah. People make life changes. They pursue different jobs. They get graduate degrees. They pursue a, sc- a skill or a hobby they never would have pursued otherwise because they set a goal. 
So you learn about yourself and you become more of who you are yeah. at a deeper level. Okay, number two, you will refine and expand your priorities. So here's the thing. A lot of people tend to be one or two dimensional. It's kind of like, well, what do you do with your life? Well, I work. What else do you do? I well, work. that's about it. And I work. And I work and I work. And then I go <laughs> home and I sleep and I feed my cats and that's what I do. <laughs> and that's kind of your life. And, and sooner or later, that was me. You wake up and realize I'm kind of one dimensional. There's not a lot to me. Mm. There's got to be more in my life. I need to have other things I'm about. Yeah. Other things that explain who I am and what I do. So people say, well, what are you into? What are your hobbies? And mm -hmm. if you say, I don't have any, that's a problem. <laughs> that's you should true. be able to say, well, hey, my name is Kent, and I like to ski. I like to golf. I like to fish. I love to hike. You know, I like reading books. And you should be able to rattle off the things that you're about, the things you want to do, the things you've accomplished. Not long walks on the beach as no. well. Well, I, I like those too, but only with my wife, Ben. <laughs> Yeah, not okay. with you, with Perfect. my wife, okay? Who's the long list? <laughs> you, <can laughs> you will refine and expand your priorities. You will actually, um, you will enlarge who you are and your fit footprint on this world, okay? Number three, you will identify your preferred future. Here's the thing. Um, we all have a preferred future, but sometimes we need to have it drawn out of us. Mm -hmm. you, what do I want to be in 20 years? And the, the, you don't really think about that unless you're setting goals about where you want to be in a year and five years and 10 years. You have to start with the end and work your way backwards, mm -hmm. as they say. So you start with the vision. Who do I want to be? What are my life achievements? Where do I want to be when I'm 60, 70, 80 years old? And then you work your way back and say, okay, how do I get there? So setting goals is about identifying your preferred future. And once you identify that, then you go backwards and set up the steps to get there. And it's also important on this point to have a model or a paradigm, mm -hmm. a framework, something like that, uh, that gives you that, right? That helps you understand right. what that preferred future could look like. Yep. Not to keep going back to golf, but we would always, mo I, I modeled myself after a specific player. Mm -hmm. And so that is uh, a very helpful thing yeah. to have that. And then number five, number four, <laughs> number four, I can't count. Number four, <laughs> you will align the trajectory of your life. Mm. So actually what you're doing is you are um, systematizing, organizing, aligning, streamlining your life yeah. so that you know what you're about. And here's the thing. When you know what you're about, you also know what you're not about. Mm -hmm. So then you apply yourself to pursuing the things you want to be pursuing and not spending your time and spinning your wheels doing a bunch of other things you don't need to be doing. So it allows you also to say no to the wrong things and yes to the right things. Mm -hmm. So goals also protect us because when I have goals and I know what I'm about and I know where I'm going, then I can say no to things that distract me, that take away from that. A lot of times we never get to achieve things because we're always distracted by the urgent things that come up in life. Yeah. Always keep the important things out front and don't let the urgent things distract you from the important things. Yeah. So goals are about what's important to you. And to keep your eye on the proverbial ball. You know what I mean? To make sure you're hitting what you're supposed to be hitting and nothing else. And I've just come back to that balance piece from earlier. Like sometimes people can be so goal-oriented that they don't really see outside the blinders. Yeah. And and God might actually be trying to do something, but you're just not available, right? Yeah. And that's that's a balance that we have to strike and something we have to hold to to make sure that we're Sometimes he might want to change what we think is important and urgent at the Absolutely. moment. You know? Yeah, and that's, and that's a really good point to really end on, I think, mm -hmm. that we need to be flexible, willing to change our goals. And your goals should be tied to the ultimate priorities in your life. Well, the, so, the, the point to end on is this. 
we set the goal to record a podcast about goals today, and we can check that box. <laughs> are we a 10? <laughs> I think we are. Did we get a 10 on this, Ben? Well, that all depends on how the growth junkies actually feel about the episode. I guess you should take a vote. Maybe they need to write us and let us know. Did we accomplish our goal of talking about goals today? I think we did. All right. I'm saying we did. We check in the box. In the general and specific sense. <laughs> hey, so growth junkies, this has been an episode on goals We hope that we have stimulated you to think a little bit more about this issue. Um, Chances are, if you consider yourself a growth junkie, goals are important to you. But we want to give you some action steps and some practical language to attach to that. So now you can begin to really think about and communicate what your goals might be. So if you haven't set goals, sit down and start working on them. You need goals. They They will help you get where you want to go. So this is The Growth Junkies. We have drawn our material out of The Four Dimensions of Human Health, which is a book we've created and published and put out on Amazon. You can grab it today and follow along with us. This is in Section 4, Part 3, where we talk about goals. There's more information in there if you want to read more. Um, so thanks for joining us. You can find us at the Love and Transformation Institute, which is uh, our website, loveandtransformation.org. Um, you can write us, you can reach us, you can donate because we're a nonprofit organization. Uh, but we're glad to have you along and we look forward to you joining us in our next episode. Take care, growth junkies.